Jake Marin live from quarantine. Uh, get to see the lovely faces here on Zoom of my co-hosts Robert and Kate Felstead. Felsteads, how you doing? How you holding up? We're safe from everything but our own minds, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the scariest part of this whole thing. It's our own minds. It's not the the virus, the pandemic. It's our fears. Yeah, and in these game show and these podcasts are supposed to be like evergreen, but I legitimately don't know what day it is so <laughs> oh yeah it's 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 a, a tuesday it's tuesday the well we don't need to tell you what date it is because no, these are evergreen <laughs> not that it matters but it's tuesday ish it's tuesday we're in quarantine and i think it's important that we mention we're in quarantine because today we're talking deal or no deal with the most quarantinable host <laughs> ever Howie, I hate germs, Mandel. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's regretting wasting all those those gloves back in the day, those latex gloves over his head. I honestly have no idea what you guys are talking about. What is Howie Mandel's deal? With that was his stand-up germs? act, like his closer for a while, was to just put a, a rubber glove, a latex glove over his head oh. and blow it up until it pops. Like a chicken. Like a chicken. Oh, comedy. Yeah, and then he uh, he really doesn't like shaking hands. He doesn't do it. He does the fist pound because he doesn't like germs. He's a germaphobe. And frankly, he was just ahead of the curve. I, I just have a hot take. He he shaved his head. He shaved his face, shaved everything, but left a soul patch. Ugh. Yeah. He has a soul patch. That's Ugh. arguably the some most of the, disgusting. Yeah, all the food gets stuck in there and everything else yeah but you know if you shave everything you got to have a little like a little style and the soul patch i guess is how he thinking he's got a little style wait so I, he doesn't have I, eyebrows but he has a no, he's soul got patch. eyebrows oh, okay good he, he's got eyebrows uh, he didn't tell. shave those okay so that's a good thing that's good uh, but he uh <laughs> eyelashes still hmm. i will say this a good story about howie mandel and it, it, he did a a show it was like Joan Rivers talk show back in the day. And it was Howie Mandel when he was at his like super famous young comedian after mm-hmm. St. Elsewhere and, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, he was on the show with a guy by the name of Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was a third comedian who, who did some jokes and bombed, like bombed so hard. And this comedian's name was Chris Rock. <laughs> So Chris Rock tells some jokes, does horrible, and goes and sits in between Howie and Paul Rubens, and they just bash him, just make fun of him the entire time. And Chris Rock was like, wow, my career is over. And uh, a few years later, Chris Rock is the biggest thing in the world, and Howie Mandel disappeared for a while. And we all know what happened to Paul Rubens in that movie theater in Florida. Yeah, I feel like that was so sad. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Paul Ru- like, like I remember at the time, everyone was saying Pee-wee's a petty, you know. Well, that had nothing to do with it. But it had nothing to do with that. No, nothing so to do with it. So it was blown completely out of proportion, and, you know, everybody was so, like, so prudy. Right? Like, you gotta, now you, gotta you don't have out. to... 
Yeah, you got a bad rap, and now you don't have to do that. You know, you don't. You, you have the privacy. Like, look at us zooming. God, technology. <laughs> if Pee Wee was around today, you know, if he started his career now, it'd be just fine. Nobody would know anything. Oh, he'd be a huge like TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting off. Time. We're getting off topic here. We're talking too much about Pee Wee. No, Let's sorry. get back to the game show we watched this week. We watched the actual the uh, second episode of Deal or No Deal, the second episode ever. Was that and the second episode? That was the second episode ever. That's the one that I, that I picked. You can find it on YouTube. And guys, uh, I, I'll be honest with you about Deal or No Deal. I brought this up to you guys off off uh, recording, but. I loved this show when it came out. In college, uh, my roommate Ian and I used to watch it all the time, and we used to like look for little clues like, oh, well, you know, you could tell which cases maybe looked a little heavier, and those cases were the ones that had like the heavier money, even though that has nothing to do with it. It's such a uh, college mentality. So college. Ian, no, you want to hear a college mentality. Ian had a theory that based on how beautiful the models were, that's like the the more beautiful models had bigger money, so you didn't want to pick the most beautiful models, even though, in my opinion, they were all beautiful models. So, it, it, like, how are you going to decide objectively? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, some frat bro stuff right there, guys. Let's talk about the models, because um, the minute that the show started, and I'm going to say up front, I have a very different opinion of this show than you do, Jake, but it's I'm, cool. I'm excited it's to hear your opinion. Yeah. It's good to chat about these things. Um, <laughs> but like the, the first the first thing I thought of was just <gasps> push up bras. Like the whole show starts and it just pans across this, you know, show choir of gorgeous women who have epic spray tans and like bedazzled huge briefcases. Yeah, and they're all wearing the same dress that like might be from like a 90s bridesmaids type dress outfit but that's how they got them everything yeah 90s bridesmaids chins yeah i'm waiting for the negative part um i i mean there's nothing wrong with that it's great but it's quite a lot up front (laughs) and they don't even sing so it feels like it's a setup they should be singing and they don't they don't perform they hold briefcases and then they're called by name and yeah I, I would love to talk about this more later, but I, I mean, there was like a whole difference between the male contestant and the way he talked to all of the show choir ladies and the way that the female contestant was told to talk to the ladies. It was like, he'd be like, please, Rachel, Rachel, please show me, show me what you got, Rachel. And then the female contestant was told to say like, Will you please open the case for me, Rachel? And it was so weird. That's interesting. I, I think that also, I mean, just, just to talk briefly recap the two contestants, we had a loud Boston guy and then a woman from Utah. So that might just be their man, personalities nervous. from where they are. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, Jason. Jason's the man from Boston. And then he's like our buddy Wally. Yeah, it's so like Wally. It's great. I mean, well, she was having a bad time, right? Like she didn't uh-huh. have a fun time with it, and he was have he was like getting off on like how the crowd reacted to him and everything. <laughs> like the but, you're right in some that could be seen as like this is like a man would have fun and be, yeah. and like flirt with the girls. He and- was set up <laughs> to have more fun. All the girls are hot. 
he gets to, to find out all their names and talk with them and they get to be like, oh my God, Jason, I really hope you get it this time. But, in- but then it's her turn and she's all like, um, <laughs> he, he, this wall of beautiful women, can you like help me win some money? It's not nearly as fun for her. It should be sexy met like Chippendale situation. But that is the one constant in the 35 nations that have adapted deal or no deal. It's always <laughs> they a look wall exactly. Of women. Did you notice that in the beginning yeah. they show that it's it they show the women walking in and it's like a smash cut of each country and they look almost identical. Yes. In every country. I think if we brought it back today, if if they do deal or no deal comes back, I do think that maybe we'd have some male models just like how prices right now has male and female models. Who knows? Maybe they'll update it and and give the ladies what they want and the men what they want and whatever that is. Wouldn't it be so fun if it was all drag queens? How great would that be with their names it would definitely and their be a different show. Sure. They each get to have like a line to say. I think that would be fantastic. But the thing is, you, the models can't be, you can't put too much, uh, like I feel like drag queens, they, they could sing, they have personality, you know, like like these models, they're just there to hold the cases. The models were never like my, like obviously as a, as a guy in college, yeah, beautiful women, cool, but it, yeah. it, it wasn't. I love the game. I forget how exciting the game is. And I that's agree. What it's I about talk the about math. First. It's about the banker. It's a, Oh, it's about the... We'll get to the banker in a second because he is... He or she. We don't know. We don't know what the banker is. Mm. <laughs> I, I feel mean, like I could see a receding hairline <laughs> yeah. in, in the, in the, the silhouette, silhouette yeah. of the banker. You know he's an old white guy up there in 2001, 2002, just... Uh, just sweating. In, in the early, mid-2000s. No 2005. It, it 2005. Yeah. No, that's what. What I get so early. I forget. 2005. That was college. That was. That was exactly when it was uh, to date <laughs> myself. But it, you know, this this show was created in the same vein of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And that's so clear in the design. How it's like a mm-hmm. scent, um, in the round with the audience all around him, and even the panel that mm-hmm. shows all of the different money money amounts that could be in the suitcases looks almost exactly like the who wants to be deal a millionaire or no deal. Mm-hmm. Panel. Yeah. listen to our episode on who wants to be a millionaire if you haven't but absolutely I, conversely <laughs> i hated this theme song oh yeah interesting i yeah, love I who love wants to be a millionaire song. i don't know it, it, it was a homogenized version of that theme song i feel yeah, felt like that's mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was i don't know no nah, you know i mean robert <laughs> I, i'm with you robert creates our theme song uh Game show guru, podcast fans, and and he is very picky on his music, and I get why. Uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is classic, and it's just like, it builds the excitement. Deal or no deal, I don't even think about the the music. It's not, to me, I love the game itself because it's Mm fast-paced. It's very quick. It's, you're picking five cases. You're picking five cases. You got to decide. It it just, it seems to move very quickly, especially when you watch it like we did, uh, episode without commercials. It moves a lot faster than who wants to be a millionaire, where sometimes you give them a question, they're sitting there thinking about it, and then they have to, you know, phone a friend or that. It's... It's oh, fast paced. That's like so that. funny that you think of it as fast paced because I like felt like it was so slow. Really? With, was like, it Howie's cliffhangers? It, first of all, <laughs> Howie loves to make up different ways of sending them to the to commercial break before they want it, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. great. It's great. It's great. Um, but he but wields when it, the power. They definitely have like a set of 
of verbiage that they use during the show where it's like, yeah, yeah, those are the good odds. Those are good odds. The odds are in my favor. The odds are in my favor. And you hear it over and over again. But I think maybe my like emotional reaction to all of the family members and the <laughs> audience yelling and screaming at them for like 20 minutes is this is going on forever. This is never going to end. Can we can we just open all the suitcases now to shut them up? <laughs> because I can't handle. It is a lot. Also, I don't want my mother to decide for me or my husband. It's like or your bartender. Mo- yeah, and, or the bar- <laughs> that was so funny. He's like, "You brought your bartender to this." <laughs> that was great. Well, so, but before we get into this specific, because this we could we definitely have to like explain who these people were in this episode. But I found it ex- anxiety inducing because I'm not a gambler. So no. I found the episode, and because we didn't have the commercial breaks, I didn't get like to sort of walk away from it. It felt yeah. it was anxiety inducing. Same, and, right? I got a yeah. headache like right away. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it, it is it's, it's gambling. That's exactly. I mean, it's a game show, but it's like really like somebody gambling. They have an opportunity, and they make one wrong decision, their price is going to go way down, or they could lose it all. And it's I liked it. But there, <laughs> I saw a quote that was really good that it almost almost appears to be an economics experiment rather than a TV show. It's an, yeah. it's an economics experiment. Yeah. This is like an experiment of how easily can someone be peer pressured into going with what people are yelling at them to me. Mob it, mentality. Even, yeah. Even like less than their own hangups with like whether they're a gambler or not. It's like, how can you handle being screamed at for how long? And can you maintain your what you want to do, even if all of your loved ones are like sobbing in front of you, telling you to take the hundred thousand? Oh, absolutely! You know? It's about it's about your willpower and your decision making under immense pressure that you're never going to get in the real world. <laughs> oh my gosh! That I hope I never get in the real world. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. But the game itself, like I, as a, as just a purely as a game show fan, I love the simplicity of the way it's set up because in the early round you have all these cases and then you gotta you gotta pick five cases, you know that's a lot of cases and and you know we saw with Jason the first guy he lost a lot of big numbers early on, but then because you lose a lot of big numbers early on as you go on you're more likely to pick smaller numbers so then it goes back in the other direction and. I just love the simplicity of you. Let's go from five cases and then let's move on. And then now you only have to pick four cases. Look, that's not as many as five. So pick four. And now look, you only have to pick three. Oh, then two, then one. You only have to pick one case. Yeah, there's only four cases left and you could lose everything, but only have to pick one. Just pick one more case. Come on. And everyone's yelling at you. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was hanging. I was surprised <laughs> at how. How, yeah, I don't know, the anxiety excited me. It really, for a game show, I thought it was just so fun and simple because that's it. All it is is picking cases, and then in between those picking of cases, you have the banker offering you a large sum of money to just stop this crazy situation that you're in. Just end it. Just cash out. (laughs) And it's such a great manipulation tactic when they're all like, Oh, but you could get the million. You haven't picked the million yet. And they keep like being like in his court. And then all of a sudden there's that turn 
where like, oh no, he he now has to get a lower offer from the banker because his odds are not so great anymore. And yeah. you're just like, oh my gosh, like they were all on his team and now they're all being like, sucks to suck. It's so manipulative. But it's a game show it's though. Game Most show. game shows are manipulative yeah. in their own That's ways. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but this one doesn't hide it. It's just very, of this is what it is. This is yeah. what it is. Deal or no deal. The bank, and he's very clear. The banker does not want you to win. The banker does not want you to make money. Howie wants you there. He's he's rooting for you. But the banker, he's the one. He just wants you to take less money than he's going to have to give you out losses. if you go. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that he's, phone ring, they add, They even add to the tension with the phone well, ring. Well, it's how a cor- Howie will like <laughs> purposefully not answer the phone and keep talking and talking just to get to the commercial break. But it's like all you're hearing is that ringing phone. Like, answer the phone, Howie. And it's a cordless phone. <laughs> cordless phone from the from the 2005 era. I mean, it was very much the, the clothing there. Very mm-hmm. loose-fitting shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, very... Foxy. Very 2005-esque uh, uh, attire. The phone really dated it. You know, nobody has... Well, if you have a cordless phone, still good for you. But um, most people have cell phones and don't have home phones anymore. Hmm. And I, I just... I don't know. It took me back, I guess, to my college days of watching the show and getting so excited with my roommate Ian. But it was just... It's still exciting to me. It's an exciting show that I would watch if it came back. I don't know how they would tweak it for, for a modern time. But I don't know if they need to. I no. like that you. I like that you look at it from just like it's exciting that perspective because I feel like maybe I'm letting quarantine taint the the enjoyment of the show because it's like I'm already in the house all day for the past month and just already like, anxious about money. <laughs> yeah, already anxious about money. Sure. Already anxious about family because I just zoomed my whole family on Easter, which was. Mm, fine and yeah, i did a nice uh seder with the family too i get it oh that's great. we had a good time though it was nice yeah <laughs> well i mean yeah it was good but it's like you know maybe that's where maybe that's the standpoint i'm coming from but imagine if all they were they were yelling at you to do something and you're like i don't oh know if gosh. i should do this that that would be too much it would be just like having a zoom with everybody yeah. like kate was talking. telling me before she had a work project where uh Literally, all these people on Zoom were trying to help her do something that she had to do by hand. And that's what Deal or No Deal is like. It's all these people <laughs> telling you their opinions. All yelling at you. And, and they don't know. It's like uh, we watched the, the first contestant, Jason, his fiance was like, do it. Oh, I don't know. Okay, do it. No, I don't know. And it was just like, make up your mind, lady. Just tell them what you feel. <laughs> I love it. And all right, let's talk Howie now. You know, the show's great. It's very simple. We've we've gone over the rules and we've gone over, you know, how fun it is. But now let's talk Howie and let's talk the banker. So Howie <laughs> Mandel uh, shot to stardom with his amazing stand-up where he took plastic gl- gloves and well, – not plastic. What is the word uh, I'm latex? trying to yeah. Latex gloves, yes. I should know that because we have plenty of latex gloves. Latex gloves, blew it up, put it on his head. Howie's a very goofy guy and, and it's interesting – because he was like this kind of like crazy, wild, zany guy. And uh, mm-hmm. he played like an intern on St. Elsewhere, which was like a big show in the 80s and with Denzel. And uh, it's just interesting to see where his career has gone because he kind of disappeared for a while. He did that. Uh, he did a cartoon, didn't he? Bobby's World. 
Bobby's World. Yes, I used to watch Bobby's World. Same. But, you know, he's uh, he's reinvented himself in a way after shaving his head and and uh, all that. And because he used to have crazy curly hair like Robert here. <laughs> but now he has become like the consummate host and judge. He's on America's Got Talent, which is making him millions upon millions of dollars. And, you know, before that, obviously, he got back in the limelight with Deal or No Deal. And he's perfect. His cutaways before each commercial break, yes, after a while, they do get maybe a tad bit annoying. But it's also, it's his job to induce suspense. That's his whole job as the host. And he is, he is all the things that I like in a good game show host. He's on your side. The banker's against you, not Howie. He's on your side. He'll make little, he's almost like a dad who's hosting a show. He makes little corny jokes here and there. Uh, talks about his, you know, when he was talking to the mom of Jason in this episode, it was just like little, just teasing her, playing with her. And I really liked it. He just, he just is very charming. Uh, he moves the show in a very solid pace and just keeps Mm -hmm. it going. Doesn't let it get too stale. And his interactions with the banker, you know, anybody who's on a one-sided phone call, that's hard enough to, to make like dramatic. But he does it. Oh, 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 what? Oh, my gosh. Are you sure that's the... Oh, my gosh. Yes, sir. Okay. Wow. He just told me he wants to give you... Are you ready for this? (laughs) $240,000. Oh, my God. Like, you know, he does a really good job of dramatizing the situation uh, because that's what a game show host needs to do. He seems like a public defender or something. Like, just almost like a better call Saul type who's just like... Uh, I'm with you, but oh, let me just see what I can do. Uh, two you gotta years? talk to the banker. Uh, yeah, like it's he's, he's playing a character, and it's really cool that it's different from everything else we've seen him do. Hmm. Yeah, and then America's Got Talent. He's he's different. Like he's still that guy who's on on the person's side. He's mm-hmm. nice. He's kind. Um, you know, it makes little jokes, but it's 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 a very specific role he plays on Deal or No Deal. It's not his like super excitable vibe like you what, what what's the show he's on america's got talent yes in that he's like pretty he likes he's rooting for everyone in yeah. deal or no deal he's like he's business he's he can't like give anything away because he doesn't know anything he's like a dealer <laughs> he's like a dealer at a casino they yes. want you to win but like they can't tell you what the cards are that's not fair yeah gotta keep the game going so it's cool. It's nice. It's refreshing for him to not be so excitable. Kate, once. what do you think about him? He's you know he's a Canadian. Uh, does that make you love him more? Um, I've seen him do s- stuff recently, maybe guest spots or something, where I think like, oh, he's so like charming and he has such sparkling eyes and stuff. But Ooh. on this, I was like. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and and I think it might just keep going back to the fact that like I'm not a gambler. I'm not. It it is not fun for me to to see people juggling their lives with so much money. And so I'm just like, you are basically the devil, like setting them <laughs> up for this. He's he's got that soul patch, which is pretty much like the opposite of my type. Um, That's fair so, enough, but. But there is an important thing you need to know about Harry Mandel that I haven't brought up. Um, you know, his his signature stunt as a comedian, like we talked about, uh, was stretching a latex glove over his head and inflating it with his nostrils, and he filled it up until it 
propelled off his head. That was his whole thing. But he had to give that up after a doctor told him, uh, you can't do that. You have a perforated, perforated, perforated. You have a perforated sinus. You can't do that bit anymore. Woof. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, right? <laughs> Got real. I mean, I think after think that, that have adverse issues, but. His, great, his greatest bit almost killed him. That's why he he changed his whole, he shaved his head after that. He's like, I can't do the latex glove anymore. I got to <laughs> shave my head, become something completely new. Canadians. <laughs> I had one thing and now I need a new thing. It's the soul patch. Yeah. At least he was gizmo. He was gizmo <laughs> in, uh, in Gremlins. He's, yeah. That's good gear. Yeah. And his, I loved him in Bobby's world and like. No, he's yeah. very talented. Very Great host, and and you know, um, it's cool. It's cool to go back and watch him on Deal or No Deal from two thousand five because that's when I fell in love with the show, and and also him for a little bit. You know, just just great energy, just like Regis, how we talked about on uh, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire episode. Just good energy. Uh, hmm. But the one thing I want to end this show on today, I want to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, the banker. <laughs> The banker. So the banker. I want I want each of us to give our thoughts on the banker, uh, give a minute thought on the banker, and, and that's how we'll end the episode with. Uh, Rob, you want to start? Okay. <clears throat> the banker. I the banker the banker is the exciting part of the show to me. If if it was if it was just the briefcase, if it was just like guessing uh, and there wasn't the, and there wasn't the person like tallying up all tallying up his odds and tallying up, like give throwing out another figure that like cho- makes them go one way or another. You just have almost like a card game. Yeah. You know, so it, th- that brings it to a whole nother level. And I am certain this person is wearing a, a headset, has a receding hairline, and is wearing tennis shoes. <laughs> tennis shoes. Tennis shoes. <laughs> See, I, I Warren I Buffett think style. Tennis sho- what style? Warren Buffett. Ah, uh, what if it was Warren shirt. Buffett? <laughs> What's that? What if it was Warren Buffett? It very well could have been. You know, just eating McDonald's, <laughs> making deals. <laughs> But do you you can see someone in the booth like doing an extreme lean back, I feel like. On yeah, the yeah. phone like a fat cat. So that's that's what I think. This person is like squ- squirreling their money away and wants to take as much as away from the contestant as Fair they enough. possibly can. Yeah. What about you, Kate? What do you think about the banker, uh judging by your not love of the show? If Howie Mandel is the uh, devil la- devil's lackey setting people up for misery and depression when they lose a bunch of money, um, then the banker is the devil himself. He is a miserable, <laughs> disgusting man who just enjoys playing with people's emotions and just tosses around money like it's just a game to him. It's mm-hmm. just a game, and he's a horrible, evil, <laughs> conniving creep who makes your family turn against you? Wow! And it, it sounds it sounds like that goes back to your models too. Like he hires models because he he's never oh, had a yeah. woman in his life. What better <laughs> way to tempt? What better way to tempt them into opening up 
the briefcase or taking a bite of the apple than by having sexy ladies do it. I mean, isn't that in like every devil movie? There's like a sexy lady who's like, I can help you sell your soul so that you can have all of the sports knowledge you want or whatever. You know what? It is an exercise in greed. You're right. Yeah. Greed is the main theme of of this entire show. Yeah. It is. It's all about the greed. Huh. It's, I, I love the phrase, and this is what my, my thoughts on the banker and on the contestants, though. I want to say this. Uh, maybe you've heard this phrase, but pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Okay. <laughs> By that, I mean, like, if you're a little bit greedy, like, like if you, you know, you, you want a little more because you, you're playing a game and you're trying to get more, yeah, play. But then when you get to a point, and Jason, the contestant in this episode, really suffered because he had gotten offered that $240,000. Mm-hmm. But instead of being a pig who was like, yeah, I'll take that money, he was a hog and he decided to go one more and he lost $60,000 on the next offer that he ultimately took. Hmm. Classic so, te- Texas you know, logic I think that from quote Jake Marin. It's something that all these contestants really need and um, maybe we need too to remember. Yeah. Um, I like now that let me talk down about the banker. south thing. It's, it's like a very something. Texas thing. Texas yeah. logic, yeah. <laughs> Something you hear Cracker logic. Barrel. <laughs> Ooh, Cracker Barrel. That's a whole other subject for another day. Uh, but let me tell you about the banker, my thoughts. my You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of when Ben Stein's money in that I, I would love for it to be a celebrity's money. Like I liked, I would li- like to think that the banker was somebody famous back then, like, like um, 2005 version of Donald Trump. We're not talking politics today, but I liked to think that that was like who was up there, somebody like that. Who, you know, had money, quote unquote, and they, you were trying to take that person's actual money. It just adds to the fun of the element. That's what I liked about Ben Stein, when Ben Stein's money. Uh, and I like the idea of, of that, you know, it's definitely not that guy's money. It's not the banker's money. He's a character. He's playing a character. But I liked to think that the banker, it really was his money. And that when people were doing good, he was freaking out because he was going to lose a million dollars. And he, and like, what was he going to do when he lost a million dollars? He was going to have to take out a loan and go scam some other people with a Ponzi scheme just to get that money back for the next episode. And <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I like to think that he was uh he was a real, real man up there losing money when people did good. That made me feel good that people took his money. I love that. <laughs> That's such a great story you told yourself about the Col- show. College Jake. Yeah. When in reality it was like some, dopey extra that's like standing behind in front of a screen oh, yeah. basically <laughs> it's his role of a lifetime he's like yeah. yes i'm a banker on deal or no deal and signed an nda <laughs> yeah uh well you know guys i i want to end this episode today by by making you a proposition when this whole quarantine ends we hang out deal or no deal you'll find my answer on the next episode of Game Show Guru. Very well done. Oh, a Mandelaise. A Howie deal. Well, what, <laughs> that whatever was great. you and your friends would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Robert, for Kate, and myself, uh, Jake Marin, I had so much fun zooming in and, and recording this today. And I hope you guys stay safe. And remember, Howie Mandel hates germs. Thank you, and good night, everybody. Miss you, Jake. Miss you, Jake. Miss you guys. Thank you.